Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. It's the Jim Fannin Show. We've come to take your mind. Am I still on? Shandor Ligavalvi is in the house. We're going to take this one down tonight. Buckle up and welcome aboard. Jeep 80 with the beats on the way in. Shandor, thank you for taking the time. And I, I don't know if I should thank you or scold you for dragging me into regional politics again. If it wasn't for you, I wouldn't know half of the stuff that goes on in St. Catharines and Niagara. And I, I, I'm not sure that that's actually a positive thing. So what are your thoughts? Uh, well, you're welcome. And I send my regrets. Mm-hmm. Thank you very little. Um, oh, there we go. It's that's a beautiful a... sunset here in Niagara Falls. Oh, nice. How are things you're right in down the Dominican? Well, it's weird that um, the sun goes down here at seven o'clock. All the like, I mean, it doesn't change all that much. It goes from six to seven ish, and it never gets later that. than that. I did not know. Yeah, that. it's a weird thing there because you, you know today you, I learned. Yeah, you'd think that we'd have, uh, you know, the longer days all year round, but we we have longer days for some of the years, some of the year. But yeah, when it comes to uh, the longest day of the year, you guys get two hours more sunlight than we do down here in the Caribbean. Or is it Caribbean? I, did not know. I didn't know that either. I'm struggling with it. And and you can question weird things when you're out of your element. I'm like, uh, does is the moon the same? Is it full here when it's full back at home? <laughs> I don't know. You know. But uh, so, anyways, welcome aboard. Uh, maybe you could just take What's a the hot second topic today? to uh, encapsulate what the title of the show is what's going on and what we're going to be looking at tonight. And then uh, we'll hit it quick and get out of here. Well, I got to say, I feel almost like I dropped the ball a little because I spent almost all month focused on this DEI proposal that was expected for Mm -hmm. the meeting that just took place last night, the July 21st meeting. Mm -hmm. There was supposed to be a big proposal for diversity, equity, and inclusion. And I devoted significant resources to analyzing it and exposing it. Mm-hmm. as well as preparing a delegation. And um, I sent my delegation in on Friday, and then on Tuesday, or, or, or later on Friday, I saw it wasn't on the agenda. 
And then on Tuesday, I got a, a response back saying that the entire motion has been moved from July to September. And so the DEI thing that I've been focused on for the last four weeks, it now has two additional months. But what did take place last night was another motion, which has implications for that very thing that I intend to do to delegate to, to council. And the, uh, I'm not sure if, if I specifically will be impacted. I think that I have a pretty strong presentation uh, document to put forward and that they would accept me. I think because the clerk has treated me with nothing but respect and um, I've prior delegated and have been nothing but respectful. So I'm not sure if this sort of policy is directed in my direction. And I think it would be unfair to draw a, cor a correlation, a direct correlation between my desire to do a delegation, it being rescheduled and, and now the appearance of this new motion. And so basically this started in January and we'll, we're going to go through all what took place last night, which was at Niagara Regional Council, there was a procedural bylaw amendment, and that was going to change the rules for what is and isn't allowed for delegations at committee and council. And um, Mike Britton, who was just recently appointed to Niagara Regional Council uh, after a resignation, George Dart passed away. Uh, sorry, George Dart resigned and Sandy Bellows passed away. So Mike Britton is a replacement for one of those two councillors. So he was new to council in the last six months. And that's important to know for some of the context, for some of the comments that we'll hear. And so he hasn't seen the entire process of this amendment play forward from January to last night. And so last night motioned to remove a section of that amendment. And I think in his own words, will probably be best to understand what the issue is and what the amendment is. And then we're gonna, I'd made a supercut last night. So I watched this, the, the, I became privy to this situation. I had seen the motion, I didn't really realize it was gonna be coming up last night. And so around 11 o'clock last night, I skipped council, I didn't watch council last night. And then I saw a tweet from Mike Britton. And the tweet was, um, you may have it in your, in your tab stack. Um, the tweet says, this motion came forward, I made an amendment, the amendment failed, and it provides a link to the YouTube video. And I watched the YouTube video and um, I was, it was like a drama because there was a clear split uh, between councillors. The, the final vote was a 50-50 split between the 30 councillors. So I guess 15-15, I'm not sure if there was any absentees. Um, but nevertheless, uh, uh, it was tied. And, and, and the fact that it was tied was borne out in the discussion. And so the fact that there is this debate and that it was something that I'm invested in, I'm literally a very controversial Niagara figure who plans to delegate. I am a guy who's peeled up stickers at a shopper's drug mart. I'm a guy who's been arrested for uh, breaking COVID-19 safety regulations uh, by protesting uh, during the stay-at-home order. And I'm a guy who talks to you. And so there's a lot of reason to yeah. know that uh, uh, being a delegate um, being put on the spot like this, you know, what kind of, are you going to be respectful? So we're going to hear the comments that they're, they're going to make. And I think there is sincere reason to be concerned. Mm -hmm. Taken at face value, I'm actually not too concerned because I already considered delegation to be like you submit a request. The word request is the first word. When you hear the word request, you know, the answer could be no. 
you should have delegations that have certain criteria. It should be relevant to the meeting. Right. It should be, it has to be respectful. All of those things have already been the case. So there's nothing particularly new to the expectations of an average delegate. An average delegate still has to demonstrate the validity of their presentation and uh, maintain decorum uh, naturally. And they always, the chair always had the power to keep a delegate within decorum. So if you go off the rails, the chair can shut you, could have and always would have shut you down. So this is solving a problem that we're not really sure what the problem is until we get to the end of the story. Mm -hmm. Or maybe it's the beginning of the story. How do you think we should approach it, Jim? What's the? How do you want to do the rest of this uh, presentation tonight? Well, I think it will unfold naturally because we know what we're talking about and it's something we're, that we're passionate about. So um, I don't have any problems carrying on a off-the-cuff discussion with you about this kind of stuff because we've been there before. I will say that my heart skipped a little bit when you said that George Dart died because um, and Sandy Bellows was somebody I had on my show. She told her story and it's tragic and she was a great woman and uh god bless her soul right uh, but i reached out to george that's right Dart. as a sexual, uh, sexual assault survivor yeah as, uh, yeah she was almost correctly. she was almost murdered in the woods and raped and yeah she was left for dead and she survived Jesus and she, she was an unbelievable right. woman and she came on 610 i learned CKTV. about that after her passing oh yeah and tough as nails and a good solid girl you know like good nature and I didn't know her really all that well but I certainly got to know her well on that show and it was like sitting with an old friend it was amazing and she was a good um, I can call her a friend I guess um, and then I reached out to George Dart not long ago and you know he created a spot on the region you know he didn't he you know kept his integrity and his pride and he, he didn't give anyone a reason I respect that and I reached out to him and you know I said we don't, you know, I didn't agree with anything he did politically, but I always respected him as a man before that, and he was always kind to me. And that tradition continued, and he was very gracious. And you know, he always calls me Jimmy. I got a soft spot for people to call me Jimmy. Usually, they're connected to my parents somehow, and he certainly was. And uh, we had a really nice interaction. And it occurs for me that you know, there's many politicians that have come and gone that I loathed while they were in office. And I'll use uh, Al Kaslin as an example. Uh, he was part of the conservative cabal. And I realized that after he was out of office, I dealt with him on a business level because he was a Remax agent. And he, he was, we were perfectly decent with each other. It's like all the shit that we did in politics and all the things we said about each other, just, it was gone. It was so cool because I respect him as a man. I hated him as I hated him. Uh, we're just on opposite sides of the politics and it, it makes for a really shitty relationship when you're that opposed to somebody's ideological uh, position. Now I'm more conservative than Kaslin is probably. And that was, in the before is, probably. That was that was before the stakes got raised all yeah. the way to the right side of history. That and the was region before. was just as much as a laughing stock as it is now, but in a different way. And, you know, I, we had some crazy right. characters on there that provided really good functions and I won't name names now because they got out of politics because, you know, it near killed them. Um, but, yeah, it occurs for me that I've continued to have relationships with people okay. that I've bitterly Let's, disagreed uh, with uh, politically. And George Dart was one of those guys. So when you said he died, I kind of went, what the fuck? I just talked to him a couple of weeks ago. No, he, he's alive. He's alive. And he retired. He was the subject of an integrity commissioner report 
that report investigation died. He didn't, though. Yeah. Uh, Emily Spanton had a, an a integrity commissioner complaint against George Dart really? uh, because uh, of various matters we're not going to get into tonight. Okay, good. All right, so I'm on your uh, NagraBase.com page. Britain takes stand for right. Where, where do you want to start with this? You want to start off with your article? Do you, this is new news. Let's start there. We'll, okay. we'll jump yep. into the supercut, and you'll yep. jump into the supercut when you hear something you don't like. Or something you like, because there were things we liked. I was I was pleasantly surprised to see fifty percent of councils stand for a supposed right to delegate. Right, that's good. So you want to just give us the lowdown, or you know, I don't want you to read it for ber- uh, verbatim. Here. We got it. I think we've gotten it started. Let's let's jump into the clip and start talking about it. Okay, just hit the uh, the this one right here adding a whole new section and the whole okay, your mic's still up so if you want me to stop or pause let me know to be permitted to are we screen sharing your council i can if but you want and uh, I, I got, i'm gonna just pause I, I this for a, a second uh the audio is not great that's not our fault apparently um so you'll just have to put up with rest yeah, it's the first hybrid meeting so they're having some sort of technical issue between the zoom side and the council side okay so you can see it now and yep. like I said, if you want me to pause, just hit and tell me to pause. Uh, with, and two reasons. One is that it uh, presupposes, I guess, bad behavior. <laughs> um, it says, I'll just read it here. It says that a person requesting to be a delegate is likely to engage in unreasonable or offensive behavior. And I just have a concern with, like, how do we know what is likely? Do we have a, a crystal ball? Like, uh, how do we determine reasonability? It, this one in particularly seems like a reason just to shut people down, which is why I like this removed. And I think it was really encapsulated by uh, the last line where it talks about misusing the privilege of speaking to committee or council. And I kind of see that in reverse. I don't see people coming to speak at council that it's their privilege, I think it's their right to speak, we're privileged as council to listen to our uh, our delegates and our... You, can, you actually can see is... So there's, the yeah, there's the basics. Um, you can you hear what Britton said. That, he drew a distinction um, between if it's, um, the privilege, as they said in the amendment, they put in this new word, this phrase privilege has been inserted into procedural bylaw. And uh, Britton has taken issue with that he says it encapsulates his concerns with the overall section, referring to section nine that you see on the screen, um, and specifically section F of section nine. Um, as he read that he was, uh, what is unreasonable and offensive conduct? What defines unreasonable? And so forth. And, and then I got a supercut of the counselors here. Who's this guy? Uh, I forget his name. Insignia? Insignia. Hmm. He doesn't look familiar. Especially if they're a known entity. That, you know what, if we go down this road, and I, I would suspect it would be those who have are known to uh, to the council or to the CAO or the clerk or legal. This is great work, and it's not about preventing people from speaking, but it's about just creating... I think reasonable parameters. For the counselor hasn't been paying attention to the harassment and abuse to which some of us 
um, have been subjected over the past few years. Wow. has been on the receiving end of all of the emails that we've received yeah. for the past few years. She's looking um, pretty that's fit. How something like this comes about. And well, she I, does I run a uh, co-op fitness studio. We've hammered away at this um, at our procedural committee. And Rob Foster's been a it's huge a disappointment to me. But it, again, putting power in the hands of, of a but few strong, to though. decide uh, the outcome of a delegate. I, I, I can't support that. It can always be added. If this guy's been around for 40 years. So let's pause. Let's pause here. So, um, are you getting a, are you getting the audio through okay on your uh, side? I got to turn it up a, a, a lot. So it's better when you're muted than I can crank it up. But when you come in, it it blows up. So it's okay. It's okay. audible. All right. So I got to focus perfect. in on what Laura Yip said. And I don't know. Do you have the on one of your tabs the 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 clip devoted specifically to that quote? Uh, um, no, maybe it's better. I, I can pull it up though. It, yeah, that's again, on my uh, somewhere on my Twitter. Because we'll look at that. So let's just continue our overview. Uh, what we're hearing is um, I, I, I selected quotes that. from each hey. of the counselors, yeah, which I felt reflected where they so come from. The and I want to stop on this guy. Uh, what's his name? I do not Brian know. Brian Height. Okay, that's correct. And uh, he's he's arguing here that uh, if if there's any concern about whether or not a delegate could speak. Don't worry, because a majority of council could always bring a delegate on board. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is um, a misunderstanding the the power dynamic that delegate that delegates being a delegate delegation off offered, um, which is that you you could speak to council without the majority of council supporting your message. You could deliver a fringe, a minority view um, to council as long as you're maintaining respect and decorum council would tolerate and in some cases indulge in that process and they're saying now uh no we're not going to indulge in that process we've imagine this uh as you were saying from the first comment a known entity now how's that feel jim yeah. being a known entity well it, it, know, it makes me feel like putting a delegation together and going on the agenda because i would be considered a known entity no doubt right you are a known entity and I am a known entity and as known entities. And we're talking about in the context of Laura Yip. So in response, she said something like this comes about because, and she lists off a variety of emails she's received and says that she's a victim of harassment. Mm, always the harassment abuse. card. And we are without a doubt explicitly by name, and publicly referred to by Laura Yip as harassers. Mm -hmm. uh, that is, so she, she has gone out of her way to raise awareness of her views with regards to us, myself, and yourself. So the fact that I appear on Jim Bannon frequently, and the fact that I'm Shandra Ligafalvi, who's done what Shandra Ligafalvi has done, we're known entities. And it is a bit concerning. Here's the clip by itself. Where? Is this it? Then, oh, yeah, okay. Play the clip. Perfect. Yeah, I was looking for it. I didn't see it automatically coming up there because she was not in the thumbnail. It was Walter. All right, just mute your mic so I can turn it up. Councillor Yip is next. Uh, thank you. Through you, Chair, I'll be extremely brief. Maybe the councillor hasn't been paying attention to regional council and community meetings um, about some of the delegations that we re received over the last few years. Maybe the councillor hasn't been paying attention to the harassment and abuse to which some of us 
um, have been subjected over the past few years. And the counselor certainly hasn't been on the receiving end of all of the emails that we've received for the past few years. Um, that's how something like this comes about. And I trust the clerk, the CAO, and legal um, are absolutely taking a very measured response to when they're making these decisions. Um, that's, that's all. Thank you. In addition to being in great shape, she's got a ring on her wedding finger. Her left hand. That's news. <laughs> I never thought that would happen again. Uh, wow. Uh, is it, oh, it's not done. Uh, thank you very much, Councillor Yip. Five oh. minutes later. <laughs> Did you see the and reaction of Walter? You need to make comments that people aren't paying attention. I think that's a little bit of condescending language that's not necessary for this chamber chair. I think we can all just uh, do it in a professional and respectful manner. Thank you. Yeah. There you go. So Jim Diodati uh, took a shot back at Laura Yip for what she said, which is maybe the councillor hasn't been paying attention to our committee and council meetings. Maybe the councillor hasn't been paying attention to the abuse and harassment I've received. Maybe the councillor hasn't been paying attention to, I don't know, whatever else she said. And um, there's three points there. The first one is the committee meetings that they've had. And we're going to look at that in a specific case, the, the, the December 7th, 2021 meeting where Rebecca Hahn had registered to delegate, had sent in a proposal, had sent in a proposal and a PowerPoint presentation. That presentation was picked up on by Grant LaFleche on Twitter, who it got to Niagara Health. Niagara Health sent a letter to the committee and the committee decided to cancel, to not hear from Rebecca Hahn that afternoon. December 7th at that meeting. And we'll see this later at that meeting. They, they're actually asking, Hey, don't we have any rules for delegates? Like, no, there's no rules for delegates. And the very next month, the amendment, which passed last night was entered by Edgar into the procedural bylaw committee, which means there's a clear thread. There's a clear chain of events that goes from last night, from this motion, uh, all the way back to December, when Rebecca Hahn was deleted, they wanted not, they want that to be a legitimate thing. Essentially, what they want is for Rebecca Hahn to be screened out, so they they don't have to vote her down, so they don't have to exclude her. They want the clerk to do the exclusion for for them. Uh, here's your new policy for the clerk: if you have a known entity uh, who may be who may be unreasonable, and, and by the way, COVID conspiracy theories they'll view as unreasonable. Sure. Um, right. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a certain if you're going against public health guidelines, or, or that is a, unreasonable. Or being a so, comedian and using foul language. <laughs> right. If you, So, I mean, then there's the reputational factors. Um, if you have a bad reputation, then we're not going to hear from you. Mm -hmm. We should listen to the rest of although the audio is just garbage. We should try to get the quotes we can out of it. Maybe you can pull them out of my out of my news article. So go to the, the Niagara-based news article. And I have a couple quotes that I, I wrote down because I think, they're, I think that they're important. The most important is Edgar's. So Edgar is the one who brought this to the Procedural Bylaw Committee and from the Procedural Bylaw Committee motioned it for council last night. And last night said, uh, if you've made certain comments or done certain things, then you've lost the right to delegate. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, and like 
I kind of feel implicated in that. Mm-hmm. But in all fairness, the clerk has been completely fair and responsive to me. Um, but that was before this policy went through last night. Are we reading some quotes on the website? Yeah, the friendly amendment was then made on the suggestion of Mayor Senzik to change the word privilege to opportunity. The mover, Councillor Edgar, uh, suggested that changing, changing it to the word right the seconder it agreed to the friendly amendment and it was changed to opportunity the motion was subsequently ratified changes to the procedure which provided guidelines for limiting access to delegates were entered into the procedural bylaw we got a couple quotes under our supercut look at this thumbnail that's an automatically generated thumbnail by the way for the record Oh, that's the same thing we already have been watching. Yeah, so jump to the two-minute mark, or two-and-a-half-minute mark, because we got... That's weird. Uh, Yeah, jump to the two-and-a-half. There you go. We'll continue from here. So I'm happy to hear that there is uh, an opportunity, I guess, for someone who feels that they haven't had that opportunity to speak, that they can uh, uh, sort of appeal their their case. And uh, again, I think Councillor Britton raises an interesting issue with this section. It certainly would agree. The word privilege, I'm not comfortable with that language either. And I also have to realize that there are people out in our community that through their past actions, comments, and whatever, have, in my opinion, lost the right to address us, lost the right for us to trust them to be decent human beings when they do address us. And this is a rule that allows us to stop them. If somebody wants to get up at that podium and act like a not a very nice human being, there's other ways to deal with them rather than um, having kind of a blanket thing that says, you know, your past comments may prevent you from addressing this council. Coming to a council. Well, dude, is that the first time I've ever agreed with Barb Butters? Is she actually on the right side of this? Yeah, no, I, I was exactly, I felt the same way. She's, she's saying, and she said very clearly, that if someone comes and speaks at the podium or through Zoom, obviously, um, that there are ways to deal with them if they're unruly. And she, in, in the rest of that clip, you know, in the clip, I cut it down to one sentence, but in the rest of her comments, asked about if there's security in the building and, uh, and that sort of thing. And just to make sure, again, we, we, they are secure. There already are uh, measure, measures or, or mechanisms to deal with an unruly delegate, namely the chair at any point can point and say, get that person out of the room. And security will do it. Like, so, and that was always the case for like a hundred years. And, uh, and look at this guy sitting outside being completely clueless. That's uh, former Mayor Tim. He was the mayor of St. Catharines, yeah. Tim Rigby. So what we have He's here on council is for a former MPP, right? Former MPP, 41-year MPP, Jim Bradley. And then we've got however many years Rigby was uh, doing his thing. Rigby might have been a one-year term mayor, but he's been on ah. regional council ever since, and he was on right. there. And you know what? Yeah. I loved him, Rigby. Here's another guy I got a mad amount of respect for, a good businessman, solid dude. Um, what I does do- Niagara Region Council do to people? Well, I'm not, I don't think it's done anything to him. I like, think- is there something about sitting at a council meeting that just sucks your soul and turns you into an idiot? Sorry, I'm being a little bit harsh on that, but I mean like, I'm noticing a lot of the people on, on council, they seem a little bit 
disconnected from the issue they're discussing. Well, it's not that with Tim. It's because there's so many things going on. Like, I'm trying to be sympathetic. I apologize. What I've observed with Tim, Tim is just Tim. He's a good man. He's this. He's not a political student. Okay, he doesn't like even after all these decades, he still struggles with the uh, Robert's Rules of Order. He does not. Right. He's always lost on the motions and he doesn't know when to talk. And you think yeah. he's chaired enough about. meetings and stuff like this. Like this just is he's it's just not his thing. He's a sweet man and a good sure. man. I'll, it's just sure. politics is he's never really taken to, you know, the rules of order or, or, or procedure. He's that's just not his strength. He's got some passion. And okay. There's, and there's Thank guys you for that. that. Yeah. There we go. See, now that was a fair and balanced discussion between Shandor and Jim. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> it's not like we struggle to have fair and balanced discussions. Uh, Butters, I don't agree with all that much. But who's up before her? Now, Kelly Edgar. Here's a guy that, you know, naked in the men's change room at the Y in the plus side. You know, coming out of the steam room. Kelly Edgar has always been a good shit to me. If I see him on the street or whatever, he's always been decent. But then he says, You're telling me you've seen this man naked? Yeah, I used to get dressed next to him many times at six o'clock in the morning at the Y. I mean, you oh, know, that's, my God. you got to get to the Y earlier. It's too packed. See, it's a right? small town. And you, I mean, you really are quite the figure in this town. Yeah, and he would always be decent with me. You know, we joke sure. and jive and I'd make fun and blah, blah, blah. But then he says the most horrible things about me and says, it hurts my feelings. Well, what he said here is, is not good. Let's, let's, no. re- let's, let's review what he said here. Listen, Back this up uh, 10 seconds. To stop him. If somebody wants to address lost the past yeah. language either. And I also to realize that there are people out in our community that through their past Actions, comments, and whatever—that's not a good standard. Lost the right. No, and I don't us. want to make it all about me. But there's very few people that have a past with these current counselors that have been accused of what we've been accused of, and have openly yeah, mocked and way. degraded and called names and have poked fun and made comedy skits about. And like, I mean, I'm speaking for myself. Cartoons of and cartoons. And satire. Yeah, and- jeez, I mean. And been, and been scandalized in the news about? Mm-hmm. So it just makes me want to put a delegation to together. I put that in my tweet to Mike tonight. Beings when they do address us. And this is a rule that allows us to stop them. And, and you know what? Here's another thing. I called Mike tonight. And Mike, I remember texting Mike when we we're on the opposite side of the fence and going, dude, are you really going to go? The, are you going to really vote this down? Like, I, like, And I had delegations... When, when Walter moved for the d- double direct, I was going to 13 because it needed, uh, it doesn't matter, I'm getting sidetracked. But Mike and I, and I was texting him from the gal- gallery, mocking him and, and saying, he, you know, I'm calling him names and, you know, and, and I call him tonight, you know, and Mike and I are friends. We, again, I don't see eye to eye with all these guys and nor do I expect to. Is this, is this public knowledge? Do people know? Oh, yeah. I mean, does, it's no secret. Does Lori Yip know that you're friends with Mike Britton? Oh, I'm sure she does. He goes to my church. Shit like that gets she, He goes to church? Yeah. Okay. He's a good Christian boy. I think he still lives well, with his mom. No wonder he stands <laughs> on his principles then. Yeah, I mean, he's and he's always been the youngest to do all this kind of stuff. He was the youngest uh, uh, city councilor, I think, at one time. And he might be... I don't know. He's probably only 26 wow. years old. He's not the... 
he's not that old. That's that's news to me. I mean, it's just news to me that uh, I almost want to say this, that it seems that you've been uh, targeted for social isolation. You've listed, what, five, six different counselors we've been looking at, and you have a personal rapport with, yeah. and a particular counselor has gone out of her way to specifically socially isolate you with absolute liable and slander. And uh, we shouldn't dwell on the, the topic too much, and we shouldn't let it dull our shine or anything. But I certainly do stand in that truth, and I, and I challenge any of them to, to, to test me on that. Yeah, it's not like, you know, and that's, you know, I've said this many times on my show before. Laura and I were tight for a long time. I was her first right. biggest fan. I appoint, you know, when, when she, when the seat open, opened up, when Greg Washuda retired, the seat opened up and all the talk was about a by-election, by-election, by-election. I'm like, dude, you've got the second runner-up right here and she's bright, she's capable, she wants to do the job. It's four months before the end of the term plug her in i had her on the show and i was on her jock for months coaching her work in the back room for votes and making sure that we had her place there and i mean like all the only thing that i ever did was change my political beliefs you know i became red-pilled over the last five six years and that's really the only thing that's changed about me is like i started saying you know what i don't think we should have late-term abortion like uh, can we just stop it after six months, maybe? And that's radical. So the, the only thing that really changed was my sure. politics. I mean, I got, I, I keep everything. And I, you know, at one point I scrolled back through my text with Laura Yip, and I have the proof. I was her political hero. <laughs> we told each other we loved each other on the regular. Right. You know, like we were friends, man. You know. Right. So and, I mean, that is. I mean, um, look, look at, listen quite, to maybe. Uh, I don't know if you know this. Tale. Laura Yip came and sat in the front row of my church with me, an atheist. She, maybe, I don't know when the last time she was at church, but I've taken a lot of people to church because I got a good church, rock and roll pretty church. It's entertaining. Even if you're not a Christian, it's it's a good feel. Right. My preacher's right. like But that was all Robbins. in the before times, before yeah. the, you could be determined as on the right side of the wrong side of history. Exactly. And, and uh, then you and I, I get loose lips and I mock and I make supposed to be on the wrong side of history, but, but you and I, Jim have been so on point time and time again that it's no wonder that we've been given this unfair reputation. Uh, time and time again, we have the receipts and we call it out for what it is. And so it's no wonder, well, we don't listen to that. That's just harassment. Mm -hmm. Well, we shouldn't dwell too much on the topic. I mean, we're no, not but obsessed. I think, it, I think it does go. But what happens tonight, we're not obsessed with Laura Yip, but what happened last night was Mike Britton said, uh, I don't think that this motion should go through. And her response was to scold him. That what, that's what happened in public. Laura Yip scolded Mike Britton for daring to even... And she says, don't you know how much abuse I've received? Well, my question is, well, what's that have to do with delegations? <laughs> Which delegate do you suspect uh, will abuse you in council? I'm going on the agenda. If it's me, um, um, you should take a damn look at my at my uh, at my delegate simulation, where I was so tactful. I didn't mention I didn't mention anything that, like, the 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 opportunity to delegate has been like uh, an opportunity to improve. So instead of being down in the mud where there's no incentive to be a better person, 
or like speak in a more respectful and better way. There's no incentive down in the mud. Mm -hmm. When you start crawling out of the mud and you're like, okay, I'm going to try to meet these expectations. Right. That should be rewarded by the system. Yeah, and a delegation is a hell of a... These fringes are trying to crawl out of their mud and trying to be better. Mm -hmm. We should be like, good job, keep trying. Because it's way better for us to be articulating ourselves as respectfully as possible eh, with some sense of humor. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say we have to be show fealty. I'm saying, you know, not uh, not any cruelty. We don't need cruelty. Okay, so that's what I mean by respectful. A lack of cruelty in our, uh, in our approach. I, I completely agree. There should be no cruelty in the way we approach things, even if they're things that make us upset. Mm-hmm. And, well, you make a good point uh, because, you know, if taken seriously, a delegation, which I've seen many that, maybe we're taken seriously or just ill prepared. I mean, the way you prepared for your last delegation and the way I would like to think that I would, if I ever delegated now, I haven't delegated for a long time. I used to go before city council, you know, as favors to friends to work on shit. They brought me in on the pool. Do you believe that at one time the city of St. Catharines was going to build a six lane pool at Lester B. Pearson, a six lane pool. You can't get a swim team in a six lane pool. And so I was hired, brought in as the mouthpiece to get it to be an eight-lane pool. And we won. And I wasn't the only guy, but I was the initial guy because of my Green Party connections. They brought me in, and I delegated. Plus you're tall, and you've got that masculine voice. And, uh, you know, Mayor McMullen tried to paint me in a corner. He says, Jim, uh, what if uh, we have to cut down a couple extra trees? You're a Green Party guy. Uh, what if we have to cut oh, down? Oh, yeah. So they yeah, tried to catch yeah, you in a yeah. hypocrisy. The, the mayor from the mayor's chair asked me that question, right. point blank. And I thought, and, you did, and did you revert back to your five key points and ignore the question? Yes. And I said, I went back okay, to the good. study that said that no, the footprint would not be changed. And thank you for the well, trying to well, paint. I, I said so, straight up, I said, Mr. Mayor, I think it feels like you're trying to paint me into a corner, but the data is over here. Right. And so this is why I. Shandra Ligatfalvi benefited in my delegation simulation from mm-hmm. talking to you, Jim Fannin, who has X number, 20 years of experience behind you. And so I gave a fake delegation presentation. You fake chaired it in a mock delegation. And, and I improved from that. So, so, so pulling us out of the mud is mm-hmm. essentially the opportunity that is here in participating in this. And what they're saying to us is, no, screw you guys. Go back into the mud. And you're right. Go back into the mud. I think this is actually an important point because taking the incentive away from the public to engage with the apparatus, the government apparatus, it doesn't help the public and it doesn't help the government apparatus, in my opinion. Let's review, let's finish up the, the, the clip reel. Get up at that podium and act like a not a very nice human being. There's other ways to deal with them rather than um, having kind of a blanket thing that says, you know, your past comments may prevent you from addressing this council. Coming to a council and, and uh, uh, not, not adhering to what we're... And this is what I love about Tim. He's in his freaking backyard. He didn't even clean the garbage out of the shot. He's so sweet, but he's just not a politician. Like, how can you not be a politician after 40 years in it? I don't get it. Really asking is please provide us with the background on the information you wish to speak to. But um, if people want to tell us what they think. Um, Even Redicop is on side. As long as, as long as it's not. Um, well, he's a lawyer. Uh, 
beyond the rules. Which you know what else he said? He mentioned. Um, yeah, we, we did you hear that part? Maybe you didn't see it from. The, did you watch the full? Did you watch the full one? I watched this one. I skimmed it. I watched the supercut. Okay. Yeah, well, yeah. in the full one, he mentions Fred Bracken. Oh, he says one of the most obstructive people that we all remember. Fred, Fred Bracken, Bracken is the Supreme Court. The ju- the, this is what we use to guarantee access. This is already decided at the Supreme Court. Bracken versus and, and, Fort Erie. And, and Redekop mentioned Bracken in his Yeah, but comment. Bracken won at the Supreme Court, That's Wayne. He knows why. That. He said one of the most obstructive people we've ever known is Fred Bracken. And even he has a right to be here. Oh, yeah. And Good. if he ever steps out of line, the chair just steps in. Exactly. Well done, Wayne. Problem solved. Well done, Wayne. Okay, I thought you said he yeah, was, I was impressed with it. Yeah, he yeah. voted against it. Well, uh, he, he, he would know that because he's a lawyer, and this is this is tort law. Like this is established. This is the the case that they use when they're talking about delegates is Bracken versus Fort Erie. Yeah. On people, uh, I think people have the right to speak, but as Councillor Redpath stated, maybe if, if they get out of order in a meeting, which it has happened in the past, and it has it has happened while I was chair as well. You take order. Um, so, you know, the portal to access us seems to be slipping away or, or getting narrower. And uh, so any uh, I'm, I'm opposed to anything that, that would do that. I think that they have uh, should have and always have access to this or we cease to be a democracy. Thank you, Mr. Chair. Thank you, Councillor. Did you give this link to anyone tonight? Uh, if the person who pitched a brick to my colleague, no, the window, link to the Zoom meeting, because they didn't like the things no. she said, okay. showed up at this council and wanted to speak, and we knew that that was the person who did Here, it. Back it up. Let's hear Matt from the beginning. That it would be. Person who pitched a brick to my that they have. This is a complete uh, hypothetical situation, is it not? By Cisco. To be a democracy. I should hope so. Well, it has no relevancy. Let's what are we hear, telling let's stories? Hear it, let's for? repeat it back. Let's let's uh, analyze it because I think that this is an important point. To my colleague's window, because they didn't like the things she said, showed up at this council, and wanted to speak, and we knew that that was the person who did it. I would hope that it would be unanimous in saying no. That person shouldn't be allowed to speak. So who are we talking about here? Has somebody been convicted for throwing a brick through no. the counselors? They don't know who it is. <laughs> That's. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm disturbed on a mul- on multiple fronts from the comments that Cisco made. So he said that twice. He made he made one minute of comments. He opened his comments with, "My colleague had a brick thrown through her window. If we knew who did that, would we let that person speak?" And he made a couple comments. And then he closed his comments, being like, "And like I said, my colleague." had a brick thrown through her window, and if we knew who did that, I would hope that it would be unanimous that we wouldn't let them speak. Wow. Well, first, at any point, you could have removed any delegate at any time for any reason, because you're counsel. So there was no need for this policy if that very bizarre and very specific case, it's extremely specific. Mm. Why is it so specific? Why does it have to be the most extreme and most specific example you could think of? Um, because what is the likelihood of what is being described there. Very, very minimal. First of all, in fact, in fact and reality, it is not known who threw the brick through Carrie Porter's window. Um, which raises another question. Why would Matt Cisco antagonize that individual by saying, you don't have a right to speak at our government? Like to a crazy person who threw a brick through a window, 
He's going to call that person out. He doesn't know who they are or when they'll activate. He doesn't know, but I'm sure they have speculations. I'm sure that they think that the brick thrower is adjacent to us, Mm. that we are uh, enablers. We're brick throwing enablers. You know, um, uh, because we're we critic we're critics. Well, we're, so, yeah. Uh, so crit- he's using that as criticism the, is hate speech, cartoonish version to basically describe mm-hmm. something else. I think. I think it's a ridiculously specific thing he's he's suggested there. Um, why did he have to go to the extreme? Why couldn't he have used another much more neutral example, a much more realistic example? And that's the problem: is we know that the realistic examples, what exactly are they? What do you think on that one? Well, I have a history with Matt Sisko as well. <laughs> a political and a social history. We drank at the mansion house a few times. Had lunch, many occasions. Jeff Birch. Jenny yeah. Stevens. Mayor McMullen. Like, I mean, lots of these guys I've like had social time with. And he's no exception. Um, sure. Well, I mean, it, you know, should there be, was... it should be considered to be very disturbing that a brick went through a counselor's window. That's not a normal thing. It's not a good thing. It's a thing that needs to not happen <laughs> at all. So I understand I him being disturbed by that idea and it to be sort of something he's drawn to as something that really really stood out to him as like an oh my God moment. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was January of 2022 that a brick ended up in, in Kerry Porter's window. Um, the same month this amendment was being put forward in in council so and it took the bylaw procedure committee the last seven months to get to the point we're at now where they finally put it forward to council and it's been ratified it's been ratified last night um i was just surprised to even hear that like so what we're dealing with here is we're watching last night's video but we're hearing about storylines that go back to december and january on two different fronts, there's as we were just looking at the front of uh, the storylines uh, situation, are which decades. has been very disturbing, these... and then there's the uh, the Rebecca Hahn thing. So we're going to get to that to, before we close up tonight. We're going to watch the end of the supercut. I think we just watched the end of the supercut basically, and then we'll we'll look at the December seventh, twenty twenty one meeting, where we'll get confirmation that these rules were changed as a result of that meeting. So, um, like that. no, it's great. And, but what I'm suggesting is these roots go back decades. You know how long <laughs> these guys have been in council together? Like you, you don't get the connections that these people have formed newly and, and legacy back sure. through the days. You know what I mean? And so are you what, suggesting that Mike Britton wasn't naive in making this motion? No, um, no, Mike Britton's one of the smartest people I know. He's plugged in. He's ethical. He's moral. He's convicted. He believes in God. Wow. He, uh, Mike I mean, Britton is one of that the... That is great to hear. The, Mike I mean, Britton it is, is great to hear. I, ha- I, have no, I know nothing about him. Mike Britton I only is know that bright. basically my first time ever hearing him speak practically mm-hmm. was last night in this, in this context. No, he's to, bright. Uh, he's plugged in. He's... Uh, but I mean, like it, is a bit, it is a bit... He's a I good mean, kid. He doesn't drink. He's never ask, tried drugs. He's never... Stri- he's always been a good kid, but he's so handsome, he's bright too. and... Uh, well, okay. But I mean, you got I mean, you got to ask him. Like, he's a hell of a campaigner, uh, too. The huh? question... You yeah, hear this manager. question. All right? So you got Mike Britton on the eve of the ratification of this proposal. Is this went through committees and everything. So, I mean, he's not... 
he, if he's not naive about the political process, then he knew he was he was coming in at the eleventh hour on this one. Um, Dude, but you know, I think what maybe you don't think know. He would beat it? I don't know, but Mike, I think it's. I want to hang on a second. Hang on. For hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Let me talk. Yeah. Fuck steamroller. Mike I'm Britton just is, trying to get my thoughts together. Mike Britton is a uh, former city councilor. He f- served a full term at city council in St. Catharines. He pulled the Andy Gill move and, uh, you know, shot too quickly by running for um, provincial or federal at the same time as, like, he wouldn't yeah. be able He had to run for one or the other. So just like Andy Gill, Andy Gill, who's another guy I was really tight with that just went off the deep end. And like, I mean, he's really left me alone for the last, I don't know, good eight months or maybe a year on Twitter. But he used to come after me for just say the meanest things and then eject and I'd go after him. But he was a good counselor and we were tight. And he decided that he was going to run and try and take out uh, Rick Dykstra. And he came in fourth. The NDP beat Andy Gill as a liberal in St. Catharines. That's why I call him 4RD, because he was the only liberal to finish fourth behind the NDP in St. Catharines ever. (laughs) But uh, he was a good counselor, and he was good at making news. And Mike Britton was a different kind of counselor, but bright and... uh, you know, independent. He was nobody's bitch. You know, he doesn't. He didn't vote with the mayor on everything all the time. Uh, he was, okay. yeah. So he's he's got a history. Well, so then if I get denied my delegation in September, I know who to call. Yeah. The guy who stood up for the right to delegate. Yeah, Mike Britton's a good right. man. So we'll finish up. And, with Cisco and the here. other counselors who spoke up for the right to delegate. So I think Who's this guy? Back to committee, and I'll like to make that. Except that. I fundamentally believe that every person has the right to come here and speak. I believe that. But I also know that people have, many, many people in the last eight years have, um, have really behaved in a manner, matter that um, was unacceptable. And there was- Mr. Chair, uh, one simple statement. I believe that any time a group of elected officials uh, think that it's a privilege for the uh, uh, the residents to address them. I believe we are headed way too far in the wrong direction. Amen. Ty. Ty. There you go. And that was the last comment before the vote from Junkin. Oh, is that Junkin? Yeah. Not Junker. Junker. Junkin. Oh, Junkin. Not Junker. Junkin. Okay, okay, okay. I think. I think I got that right. I'll stay with the uh, committee recommendations. Right. You know. I'll stay with the committee recommendation. And, uh, Which makes sense. It makes sense from a chair to do that. It would. Mm-hmm. So predictable. I think the the better, wouldn't it not have been better to make arguments for why this should go back to a referral? Everything's better with butter. It would be contentious because then you wouldn't be... Second, and the moment you attend to, you wouldn't to be that trying thought, to your legislate brain is consolidating that information neurologically. You got it? What are we looking at now? Uh, are you nothing. playing a video? No. Uh, by mistake, yeah, the producer fucked up. Sorry, you were saying? You were saying? I was playing a clip, yeah. It was running in I the don't background know. I think my accident. internet connection's unstable. Oh, is it? You seem fine to me. 
Great, good, good. All right, so we headed I off. I don't know what I was saying. I said it, and then it got drifty. Niagara Regional Council split on gag rule for unruly delegates. Why does the Niagara Falls Review have this in front of the paywall? No, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. It should be in front of the paywall. Everything should be in front of the paywall because nobody should have to pay for this scrap. But isn't this... You're just probably not clicking their links very often. Bill Sawchuk. Oh, right. why do you, I get... You get like five free links a month. Oh, do you? Oh, so, yeah, well, that's how often I read the standard. Your address. IP address gets like five or ten. Oh, free really? I think. Yeah, oh, so it's not just right. a paywall, paywall thing. Oh, I just always figured but that. But why do they use the phrase gag? Like, excuse me, gag rule? Where did that even come from? The, the editorial team made that up to simplify it to the readership. Don't you think it's appropriate? And really putting it on that cartoonish terms is like, so you imagine Rebecca Hahn being gagged so that she can't talk. No, that I didn't kind like of, Rebecca Hahn's presentation. It's kind I of, thought Rebecca Hahn's presentation could have been better, and I was public about my views on that at the time. Um, but that's on her. Uh, and it's not on regional council to be like, oh, we're too good to hear from this. No, Rebecca Hahn and everyone else has the right to be incorrect and to approach things in a way that is counterproductive to themselves. They have the right to do that. And I, I felt that there was a lot of room for improvement from that delegation, but... Nevertheless, I would stand 100% behind that delegate and any delegate's rights to delegate. If they had an issue with that delegation, they should have resolved it during it, and they certainly did. They certainly did resolve it during the uh, January 7th meeting, January 11th meeting, where Laura Yip scolded Rebecca Hahn in front of everyone, because that's what she does. Mm -hmm. Do you have the final clip? I'm just you. I'm just scrolling through the article here to see how Sawchuk did. Oh, Sawchuk's article. I gotta say, I mean, as as a, I was writing a story. I'm writing a story. I wrote a story. It's a well constructed story. It's He's missing a, a few quotes. It sure doesn't have Junkin's quote in it. Right. Interesting. The links are in the show description for anybody that wants to hit it on your own. Where am I hit going it. now? Please. Hit it, please. Where am I going now? Uh, we're looking for the December 7th meeting. Um, December 7th regional meeting? I know you had that in your... Say again? December 7th regional council meeting? Yeah. There's a tweet that has the video and it describes... I'm not looking at your screen anymore because I think we have band bandwidth issues, but... Oh, um, well, maybe I stopped. Do you have it on screen? You showed me before we started. I'm pretty sure we we had the no. the the final clip. No, I don't think I have that. I pulled this one up new. All I had was the fake book. I had to. You retweeted it. Really? Oh. You retweeted it. Okay. Recently. You retweeted. Didn't you retweet the three screenshots that include? Oh, okay. Rebecca Hahn uh, in the newspaper. Oh, right. Okay. December 7th. Okay, so that's what there we're looking we at. So just okay. to set the context for everyone. Okay. I go. made the claim. I made the claim, and now I'm going to demonstrate the claim. The claim is that the impetus for this particular motion to have been brought about was a result of the December meeting where Rebecca Hahn brought a delegation forward, and then the committee canceled that delegation while asking, don't we have any rules for this? So <laughs> listen to Walter Senzik during attendance 
Listen to All right, okay. Foster. I have not seen this one. And then um Rigby, Matthews, Landry, Valella, Waylon, Gibson. Same characters that we were watching last time. I just find it really interesting for them to put forward a certain context last night, but it's quite clear eight months ago that this context is also present. Is this Nicholson's the longtime MPP son from Fort Erie? Rob Nicholson? you know if this is his kid? I do not know that. <laughs> I do not know that, no. Or was he federal MP, Nicholson? Yeah, he was... I don't... He don't was federal... Either. He was a uh, minister of uh, justice or some... He had a high position. Okay, let's listen. Following all public health protocols, I am here. What a clown. What the, the look at that big fucking goofy Present. grin. Look, he's still grinning. He's so it's actually happy super obnoxious, himself. isn't it? He's because so of the context of what he's about to do. He's he so knows that one of his residents is in the is on the meeting, is waiting on Zoom. Rebecca Hahn was waiting on Zoom for the meeting to begin. <laughs> She's sitting there waiting. He's saying that while grinning, and he knows what's about to happen. Play the clip. Wow. Look at him just grin. He's grinning before he even gets it off. Look at him. This is the very beginning. Look at he's grinning already. Following all public health protocols, I am here. And look at how happy he is with himself. Present. He's still grinning. Present. <laughs> look at him. He's still laughing at himself. He thinks all, he's they're so all smiling great. at each other. You can see look at who's smiling and all that stuff. They're having a little bit of a moment. Because they know what they know the subtext. They know they received the letter from Niagara Health. They know that they're about to cancel off the delegation. So what Senzik just said was very cheeky. And I think for a little bit of context, Senzik has also received a lot of heat from the person he's he's smiling about here. So he's got his own reasons. I'm not gonna say he's got doesn't have his own reasons. I do think it's a little unprofessional to be like, ha, rub it in your nose. I think that's a little bit much. You know what? For me, it's just like if I'm on the delegation, I'm like, oh, you cocks. Like, I mean, that's, I don't know. I take that as funny. Like, I see that as like stupidly funny and aggressive, yeah, you know, but like, I I'm don't gonna know. I'm going to start a protest movement over it. He's 22 seconds in and he's still laughing at himself. Yeah. Look at him. Thank you very much. Yeah, well, Madam this Chair, is I, I included that because I wanted yes. so we'll ahead, start Foster from the beginning. I included that because I wanted it to be quite clear that Foster's comments came directly after attendance. The very first thing that happens in the meeting is to ask the question of do we have rules for delegates? <sighs> so go ahead. Foster? Yes, thanks. Um and and actually I just like a clarification from the uh, clerk um Delegations, when they come into us at, at committee, um, are the rules the same as a council? In other words, um, one must be dealing with a report that, that is on and the agenda. He, or he actually knows the answer to this question. Is kind of carte question. blanche for people to come in and, and talk about uh, whatever they want? Of course he does. And she's already got the paperwork ready. Mm -hmm. uh, a delegation uh, may request... It's sitting right in front of her. It's political theater. It's, That's right. It's Hollywood for the ugly. If you can't act and you're not pretty, then you go to politics. Not already <laughs> on the agenda. 
as long as they've submitted their request 14 days before the date and time of the meeting. Chair, on this point, so committee, then there's really no rules is what you're saying with regards to that. Oh. To you, Chair, no. 20 minutes later. <laughs> nice I've job, information from Niagara Turn Health your mic on there, Barbara. That some of the information Babs. in the presentation by uh, Ms. Hahn has, is, in, is inaccurate. I can read you the email wow, that I the received gall. with that information. But having said that, um, it was... Uh, I could read um, you the email, was, but I won't. The presentation was sent to us within no, the she time didn't. frame of she read it next. 14 oh. days to two weeks. Wow. Uh, but it can be removed from the agenda. And so the they did. Counselors. And if it is your wish, we can put a motion on the floor to remove this from the agenda, the presentation. Uh, at Wow. So there we it's go. Fucking, it's like a dream. World. I mean, that does really prove the point, doesn't it? The first thing that happens in the meeting where they deleted Rebecca Hahn from the delegation, from the agenda, the first thing that happens in saying, hey, we don't have rules. And then the very next thing that happens in the very relevant committee is they start putting delegate rules in. So, I mean, I, I feel kind of proud of myself for this because this is journalism. I remembered what happened. I dug up the clip. We're talking about that clip. That there's nothing not journalistic about that. We don't agree. We have an opinion. Okay, maybe that's a little bit less journalistic, but we, we the, clearly I'm bringing forward like facts. That was factual. The whole reason this delegation thing has come up is to suppress the COVIDians, to suppress those of us who want to hold them account for COVID stuff. Mm. Um, and I don't know what to do about it moving forward. I think that it, this will not stand. I think I know I what to like do. I feel like it's not really that big a deal. Like, if this isn't a huge, this isn't one of those stories we cover. I think I know what to do. Like, we oh, get, my God. We get me, you, Rob Primo, Chris Skye, <laughs> everybody just put all our names on the agenda well, and watch them freak I mean, out. I, I I'm don't gonna, I'm going to send them my, my I, slideshow. I understand it's a the blank impulse page. of that. I'm going to send them my with. notes. It'll be five points. And that'll, that'll be all that'll be on my speaking terms. One, sure. two, three, four, five right. sentences. There's my presentation. Bada bing, bada boom. <laughs> right. Well, uh, I'm actually, I mean, I, I don't See want to soon. encourage <laughs> anyone or myself to, to uh, actually, the point isn't to antagonize. So just because they well, set I up Well, I feel this, a responsibility to address this session of council before they're done. We well, you don't live in Niagara. Yes, I do. I live in St. Catharines, 85 Farrington. Okay. And uh, that's great to know. Um, so <laughs> you are, of course, entitled to submit a delegation request. Mm -hmm, I am. But my point is... And you know what the first thing out of their mouth would be? <laughs> Aren't you uh, blah, blah, blah? No, I'm right here in St. Catharines. See? <laughs> I guess. Yeah. I mean, um, I'm try what I'm trying to say is that just because they're being obnoxious in their um, there's the rule thing doesn't mean you, we have to flaunt it. So just just because they're uh, going in a, in a direction like you like your suggestion was comical, but it certainly isn't realistic uh, to have Shandor, Jim, uh, Rob Primo, and Chris Sky delegate. Like that is very comical, but there's nothing That's beneficial. Hilarious. About that. But it's funny. Getting it through, succeeding at it. No fun. This is regional council. We're not here to have fun. Yeah. 
They're not having fun. We're not having fun. These well, people are interfering in our lives in very specific I, hey, ways. And we don't we try need, to hold them accountable. All you need is one guy with the name Jim Fannin to apply to put this thing to the test. You don't need all of us. Yeah, and no, maybe Shandor's Legafalvi uh, triggers that too. I'm not. I don't know. You I say so, the clerk's been good with you, but I'm also like. I think it's I've exactly. I think it's exactly why it should be put to the test because they've got the gall to do this, and if they've that's got the fair, gall to do it, I'll use their the system, test, but not in a manner which is antagonistic. Instead, in a manner which is completely antagonistic. Comical, antagonistic, oh, no. and on the offense. You do it your way, I'll do it mine. <laughs> well, hopefully we won't be doing it at the same time. Well, I hope you're right. Hopefully we won't I'll be pick doing the last the meeting. Time. If you want to go... I mean, we're already attached to the hip, Jimmy. <laughs> yeah, well, that's it. You. There you go. You can't escape your association. You're adjacent. You're Jim Fan and adjacent. Oh, no, exactly. And I, at times I've wondered, has that worked against me? It has. And the answer is absolutely it has. <laughs> For sure and, it has. Uh, and absolutely, it has worked against me that we're attached to the hip. But here's absolutely. the thing. Even if I was to say to myself, hmm, should I leave Jim behind? It wouldn't help. It's not like they'd be like, oh, wow, he's, had, he's turned a new leaf. <laughs> not going to give me a new chance. Well, you could do the mea culpa like uh, Emily Spanton so did. They've given me the incentive to commit my relationship to you better mm -hmm. than to turn on you. Because if I turn on you, but I don't want to turn on you. If you do the mea culpa like Emily Spanton did, then you'll, they'll accept you back into their little club. If you take back the, the C word like she did and apologize, mm -hmm. then... Uh, no, yeah, not she, she was She was guilty of the same thing I was. But she said, I'm sorry. I, I said, I'm funny. <laughs> That's what I right. said. Yeah, I think you are. I think you Fucking are pretty hilarious. Funny. I think sometimes it's inappropriate, but that's what we need. I mean, I'm a little bit more conservative in that way, mm -hmm. where I'm, uh, yeah, you know, I've noticed a little more of a square. I'm yeah. a little bit more of a square. I've noticed. I'm a little more of a square. All right, so we're an influence on each other, and I think we're both a positive influence on each other at the end of the day. Amen to that, brother. You I round out some of my edges, and maybe I keep you a little bit boxed into. Definitely, some of the you do. You call me on my shit too, and you're always right. And you, you start getting defensive when I say I'm right. It, when I go, you're right. You're like, what, what? What do you mean? And I'm like, no, no, no. You're right. You're often hey, right when you say these things, and, and you know it stings a little bit. But I listen, and I I get better because right. steel start sharpens steel. I think that might be like a Bible concept okay i don't know if that's true i think well, i don't think i don't know if that if that, if that matches physics i think that <laughs> that's clashing against itself iron just gets all sharpens out. iron i'm pretty sure it's a right. theological reference but i'm not good with those things so don't play okay preacher man well we've we've covered what happened last night we've talked about a lot of political and personal matters um we have uh, defiantly, uh, um, uh, despite the reputation that we've been saddled with, and we will continue to do so. Um, mm -hmm. Amen. Thanks. Thanks for, <laughs> thanks for your time, You're Jim. welcome. Appreciate, thanks for I appreciate keep, you for that. I appreciate you keeping the receipts, and that's why I reached out today. And although I do loathe being dragged into uh, regional politics again, I think it's important. I think you're doing the well, you've uh, got a story. Work. If you've got a story, you've got neurons in your brain that are devoted to certain memories and certain contexts, it would be a waste not to share that story. It's just simply storytelling. At the end of the day, we're, we're cultural creators. There's no harassment involved in what we're doing here tonight. We're talking about our culture. We're creating in our culture. That's it. We're using words. We're describing ideas, and we're doing a good job at it. Congratulations. Oh, you too. Paul Layton's in. Iron sharpens iron, he says. 
that that seems uh, a little more physically producer's fault yeah i blame down on the producer because he Makes sucks a lot of sparks paul layton wow thanks paul um yeah i wish i had my uh channel back so you could send me uh, a tip paul because i know you love me that much that you would tip me Venmo five bucks me. on YouTube on your credit card. Onlyfans.com slash Jim Fannin. Well, I do have an OnlyFans page. He does. Yeah. Uh, I haven't, uh, haven't broadcast live from it yet, though, but there is one there. The Jim Fannin Show is on OnlyFans. I have yet to give us That's Jim right. Fannin That's right. I'm at com. Right. I'm on Twitter, WTF well Niagara. All the links I are in the show description below. I ask that people click like and share if they care about the stories because... These yeah, stories aren't being told by the mainstream, and the clips aren't being clipped by the mainstream. So I get nothing out of this except the gratification of knowing the public has been exposed to the information. And so the people are, are instrumental. Um, it would be like a bullet with no gunpowder. So I got plenty of ammo, but I need the people to be the gunpowder to get that thing shooting out the barrel to at, at the... That's metaphorical, by the way. Yeah, I said I'm totally in tune to the metaphor at play. Well That's done. That's a metaphor. I need some gunpowder from you folks. Come good, on. Good way to metaphorically. Uh, close the show. We're at a buck uh, an hour oh eight. That was a good little chat, Shandor. Well Thanks, done, Jim. my Appreciate brother. You. Thank you for allowing okay. me to express myself and. Uh, mm. For keeping the receipts, man. I appreciate all the work you did, and that's why I reached out today, and I'm glad we did this right straight away because, Boom. you know what? As we've seen, whether or not the delegation goes off or whether they remove it from the agenda, and we're talking DEI now, and I don't want to go down the DEI road because we had a good show tonight, and I'm done, but um, it's um, we're all better for it, man, and I think it makes for good politics, and hey, Sometimes you get immediate conviction. Sometimes you get immediate acknowledgement of the impact that you're having. Sometimes it takes days, months, years, decades. And, you know, the stuff that we've been involved with over just the last couple years since we've known each other, I think have been important issues. We spoke well to them. We tried to have some fun with them. And it needs to be done because, and, you know, I said this to you the other day, or, or today actually, I ran as a Green Party candidate because there was really no one else to do it. It was out of necessity. And that's how I see what you're doing here, keeping the receipts. It's almost out of necessity because no one's keeping these guys in check. You have been. It's a tough job. It's thankless. It certainly doesn't pay anything. And it takes it distracts you away from, quote, what society judges you as are successful or productive things like providing for your family, like you know, like good, wholesome, you know? Yeah, exactly. But it does take you away from that. Like, you know, you get on the horn last night at 11 o'clock, get sucked in by a video, and you're up till late this morning writing and producing and tracking and keeping receipts. Why? You know? Mm -hmm. like how yeah, does, That super cut didn't come out of nowhere. No, like how's that making, you know, how's that? And this is, again, what we don't get is that this is all probably, we're all in the perfect place, right? We have to believe that God's got us right where he wants us and he's using us for how he wants us used. And although it might be frustrating sometimes to say, hey, dude, don't I have a bigger purpose than what the hell I'm doing right here? That, you know, once in a while you go, oh, this is what I'm, this is what all this suffering 
all this time, all these hard times and censorship and court and all this, you know, I'm not yeah. crying victim by any means, but sometimes you feel like it's all meant to be. And it was all for a better, like, I mean, I remember when I looked back to my YouTube channel and goes, oh, okay. Like that was paying me 1500 a month at the beginning of the pandemic. That was not a good time to lose that income. And that hurt. Right. But at one point in my life, I'm like, oh, so I had to go through that to be who I am. So right. I'm proud of you, brother. I think you've done a good job and you inspire me on the daily. Thanks, Jim. No, I'm not, maybe not on the daily, yeah. but when I see you getting prepared and when I see you keeping the receipts and then when I see you making preparations for delegations, it truly inspires and motivates me to do it as well. Thanks, like to do it for myself with my right. own flair because if you can, and you've taught me a lot about prep, man, because I would go on there and practice it a few times, but you simulated twice. You know, that was two good, positive hours of production, of training, of growing, and yeah. of feedback. That's and of pulling iron, us out of the mud. That's, iron, that is us trying to iron. actually engage in our better selves. And that's, that, that's what we, we can't give up on ourselves because, I mean, I mean, we can. One could give up on themselves, but then where are you left? Mm-hmm. You're left with... Uh, regrets and memories that you have no access to influencing the future on you can't give up on yourself no matter no matter what and so Amen. and and pull yourself out of the mud and make it happen metaphorically speak thanks for thanks for that chat jim it's really interesting god bless you my brother i love you hey I'm you out. too peace and the meeting recording. for all recording stopped oh i don't want to end the meeting for all i wanted you to look at my pretty face before we went out. Oh, that's too bad. No, wait a second. Maybe I can do... Oh. I can show you my pretty face before I go. Hi! <laughs> you think you're going to get rid of me that quick? No. All right, nice job, Shandor. Well done. Here's where you find him on Fakebook. Uh, which... Uh, this link is in the show description before, uh, below in the show description. Um, welcome to the Jim Fannin show on TrueTube. It has two subs. It has both three videos and it's a brand new channel. TrueTube is broadcasting live. I got, uh, about 1300 subs there and I will never be monetized on that channel again because I have harmful content. Um... So, buying Dominican Republic is what I'm spending most of my time on, and it's G-rated, all of it. I mean, sometimes I might swear here and there, but it's all Sasua walks. It's all Dominican Republic real estate. It's nothing but Dominican. Buying Dominican Republic. Go check it out. We're at 202 subs today. I think I got three more today or something. And at this rate, I'll be monetized in a few months. 50,000 views, 200 subs on a channel that's probably six weeks old. I might be older than that, but I've only been populating it and making public videos for, I think, about six weeks. So that's pretty proud of myself for building that little channel. Looking good. Find me there. And this is the link of the full council meeting. If you care to go back on that, it is in the show description below. The Niagara Falls Review uh, clip. And this, yeah, this is there too. And this might be there too. All right. So I'm going to see if Georgie's still open. It's 9... 42.
If I hurry, maybe I can catch a uh, Cuba Libre. Or an El Presidente. Peace, love, hug your neighbor. And stop fucking masking your children for crying out loud. I love you. I'm out. Good night now.